welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. It is so good to be able to be back with you. We're praying for you, our brothers and sisters in the Lord. We are excited that we know Jesus and that we have a multitude of believers that tune into the broadcast to be strengthened and encouraged by the Word of God. We are so blessed with this opportunity. I just rejoice in the Lord today. For the Lord has given me strength, His strength, glory to God, to be back with you. And I thank you that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us each and every day. Isn't Jesus good? Isn't Jesus wonderful? Isn't Jesus all-powerful? Isn't Jesus beautiful? Isn't Jesus everything that He said that He is? Hasn't He done and performed many great miracles in your life? Those that have accepted Him as their personal Savior know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes, church, we need to just stop in our busy day and raise our hands before a God who has been faithful, the one and only true and living God, Jesus Christ. And we just need to raise our hands and thank Him for being who He says He is. He is faithful and true, a God that cannot lie and a God that cannot change. And He has loved us. Oh, He loved us when we're unlovely and He loves us constantly. And the Word of God promises us that nothing, nothing we can do or anybody else can do for us or against us can stop our God from loving us. He is so beautiful. We just thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you for this opportunity to speak your holy word to those that know you and also to the lost, those that have never accepted you, Jesus, as their personal Savior. We pray that today, Lord, that if those are listening, those who are listening that don't know you will accept you as their personal Savior by repenting for all their sins and telling you, Jesus, that they now believe that you are the only begotten Son of the Father in heaven, that you gave your life on Calvary, were raised from the dead on the third day, and ascended on the fortieth day, and are seated right now at the right hand of the Father. And Lord, I thank you, God, that people will be saved today through the preaching of your word, and I thank you that the sick will be healed, that the blind eyes will open, that the deaf will hear and the lame will walk, and that all manner of sickness and disease will be gone away by the power of your presence and the preaching of your holy word. I ask you, Lord, to take and hide me behind the cross, that it not be I that speak, but it be thee. And, Lord, we give you thanks and we give you praise once again for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. And the church out there around the world listening is saying, Amen. We're all in agreement. Glory to God. I believe that what is on the heart of the Lord today is to teach us how, through Christ and through the Word of God, to overcome the carnal mind. The carnal mind is that mind that we are born with and uh, in our own human nature tries to lead and guide us day by day. How many of us know that we are called to walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh? And that the carnal mind is definitely a direct enemy, glory to God, against us. 
constantly warring against us. The Apostle Paul wrote about that in Romans chapter 8 and uh, verses 2 through 13. Glory to God. And he warned us about that carnal mind, that it was going to try and cause us to be dependent upon our own reasoning power, the very power to reason that God Almighty created us to have. He never wants us to be dependent upon it. Let me read a few scriptures out of Romans chapter 8 about this subject. It says in verse 6, For to be carnally minded is death. That means spiritual death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is an enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Oh, do you hear that statement? What a marvelous thing for God to be reminding us of, because in our day-to-day walk, Here on this earth, it is very easy to lean upon our own understanding. And the carnal mind brings spiritual death, meaning that if we become dependent on it, hallelujah, we will not know the mind of God and the will of God in our daily life, in our ministries, or in any aspect, in any issue or any area of our life. So the Lord is reminding us, do not be carnally minded. Don't lean. Don't depend on it. Pray about everything. Acknowledge God in all of your ways. The book of Proverbs, Proverbs 3, verses 3 through 5 say, Lean not upon your own understanding, but acknowledge God in all of your ways that he might direct your paths. Lean not upon your own understanding, it says, and trust in the Lord. That means be dependent on him. Ask God for all things. Amen. That is showing God that you refuse to be dependent on your own ability to figure things out and work things out and guide your own life. Hallelujah. It says be spiritually minded. This is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is an enemy against God. You need to hear it again and again and again. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Your flesh will never be subject to the law of God. Your flesh is a rebellious flesh. It is a sin nature. And it always fights against the will of God, which is performing the word of God and doing the word of God. And verse 8 again says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now we are born again, then we are commissioned not to walk after the flesh or obey the lusts of the flesh or the desires of the flesh because that is against the Spirit of God for the Spirit of God is holy and our flesh is unholy. It always wants its own way. Can I have an amen? Verse 10 says this to you, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of his righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Glory to God. We are commissioned, I say it again, not to walk after our own will once we're born again, but to walk after the will of God and to desire, hallelujah, to please Him. 
and above all things. Amen. Therefore, brethren, you are debtors not to your flesh to live after the flesh. For you live after, for if you live after the flesh, you shall die. That means spiritually, eternal death. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live forever. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Jesus has made a way for us to be able to walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. His power alone can cause us not to lean on our own understanding. But we have to choose, church, every day who we are going to serve. Are we going to get up in the morning, though we've been born again? Are we going to get up in the morning and willingly, voluntarily, like Jesus did? He voluntarily laid down his flesh and died for us. Are we going to wake up every morning and say, Lord, I volunteer to submit my whole entire being to the power of the Holy Spirit, that he may guide and lead us. In Galatians chapter 5, 13 through 17, it speaks of these things. The word of God says, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed of one another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you should. Now, the Spirit of the Lord is teaching us how to overcome the power of the carnal mind. This carnal mind is very strong. It is self-willed. It desires to please self above pleasing God. Now, we have to recognize the sin nature that lives within each and every human being. Amen? You and I are no different than anyone else. We're all in that same battle with the flesh. In 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself above the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. When your obedience is fulfilled, glory to God, we must recognize the thoughts that come to our mind. We must overcome this carnal mind by prayer, recognizing the thoughts that are of the flesh and recognizing the thoughts that are of the spirit. And when we know that the enemy has put thoughts in our mind and the flesh is beginning to lust after those desires, we must recognize, glory to God, that it is our responsibility to cast down everything that exalteth itself, every imagination, every scheme, every evil desire. We must choose through the power and the blood of Jesus Christ, through the grace of Jesus Christ, to overcome that darkness, that desire to follow that flesh and not the spirit. 
Hallelujah. First Peter talks about it, teaches us how to overcome the carnal mind. First Peter chapter one, verses 13 through 15. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the according to the former lusts in your ignorance. That means before you were saved, not living that old lifestyle, but as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Do we walk this church? Are we ready to avenge every desire of disobedience? Or are we nonchalant? I heard a believer say that today. A prayer warrior said the church is nonchalant. That means that we are lazy. We're at comfort. We're at ease in Zion. We're not ready to avenge every thought of disobedience that would cause Christ not to be preeminent in our life, that would cause us not to have our priorities in Jesus lined up and, and obeying every little thing, obeying the Holy Spirit and every little desire, uh, being awake, being sober, having our loins girded with truth, uh, a mind that is sober, a mind that is ready to obey and to avenge every thought of disobedience by, by denying the lusts of our flesh, by denying pleasing ourselves. Uh, Oh, my, may God cause us to hear the importance of the word of God today that Christ, he cannot, he cannot do anything with a believer that follows their carnal mind. They will never be an overcomer. If they follow their own desires and their own will, they will never overcome in this life. And Jesus said that only the overcomers would have the right and glory to eat from the tree of life. Only the overcomers' names would be written in the book of life. We must press, church. We must be aware that day by day, we have to deny, glory to God, the thoughts of the carnal mind, the desires of the flesh. And we must be awake and sober in this walk with Christ. For one day, we certainly want to meet Jesus and hear those fabulous words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Are your priorities right? What do you follow after? Do you even pay any attention to your thoughts? And if you get a wrong thought and a wrong desire that tries to cause you to go your own way and not the way of God, do you? what do you do with it when you recognize it? Do you yield to it? Do you follow your selfish ways? Do you follow the way of the Spirit, which always causes flesh to have to be sacrificed, amen, and put back on that cross, dead and buried with Christ, amen, that the resurrected life of Christ can live through you. Paul tells us also in Galatians 2.20 how to overcome the carnal mind. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. No, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What a marvelous place he had come to. You and I can come to that place through Christ. Grace is given. God is no respecter of persons. Paul didn't have that ability to get to that wealthy place because he was called and chosen to preach the word. Paul could have denied his call. Paul could have played around with his call. 
Paul could have been a, a, a man that stood up and said, yea, though I'm called, I'm not willing to allow God to fulfill the call. He had to make a choice. He had to make it every day. Paul said those marvelous, truthful words, I must die daily. I must deny myself daily. Paul had to walk this out one day at a time, choosing whose voice he was going to obey, choosing whether he was going to lean upon his own understanding or lean upon God who understands all things and has all wisdom. So he was able to come to that place where he said, I am crucified with Christ. Are you? I ask you this day, are you working at it? Are you yielding more and more every day? Don't ever believe that you've arrived. It's a day-by-day walk. It's a day-by-day choice. And that grace is always available. And I remember Apostle Paul's words in, in the book of Romans that he said, Never, God forbid that we would sin, never frustrate the grace of God. Don't ever cheapen the grace of God with the very evil thought that, Oh, I'm only human. Oh, God understands, so on and so forth. No, Jesus understands that he did it all. He said, Father, it is finished. He made provision for us to be able to overcome the darkness of this flesh. We can overcome the carnal mind. We can have this mind in us that is also in Christ Jesus. It is written that it is possible. I believe the word of the Lord. Amen. I believe that if we keep our mind stayed on Christ, we will have perfect peace. That is a promise in Isaiah 26 and 3. And because of this, we can put our trust in Jesus Christ to give us the power, hallelujah, to overcome the old nature. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. You must reckon yourselves dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. In Ephesians chapter 4, 22 and 20 through 24, it says that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Holiness. Amen. We are commanded to be holy as Christ is holy. Because of what Christ did on Calvary, it is possible that we die and the holy God of Israel can live through us. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Oh, yes, there it is in my mind and my heart again, Philippians 2 and 5. Allow this mind to be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, allow it. That means you have a choice. Jesus isn't going to force you. You can get saved and remain a carnal-minded Christian. And that is a Christian that is disobedient. And that is a Christian that is not effective in the kingdom of God and can't get much done. I tell you, if you're walking in the Spirit of the Lord... And you have all carnal-minded Christians around you. That's a hindrance. You can't get much done. You must be in the spirit of the Lord. You must recognize the commandment of God. That the flesh must be denied day by day. Deny your flesh. Pick up your cross and follow Christ. You must be surrounded by spiritually-minded 
Christians in order to get the work of the Lord done. In order to accomplish what Christ has called us to accomplish, we must all be Christ-minded. We must see as Christ sees, think as Christ thinks, which is according to the Word of God. Not be led by our fleshly lusts. We must be willing for the old man to die or the old woman to die. The old nature must constantly go to the cross. How do you think? You can tell how you think by how you act. You can tell how you think by how you respond. Hallelujah. You can tell by how you speak. How much about Jesus do you speak? How much about the word do you speak? Is your atmosphere around you? Glory to God. Is it Christ-like? Hallelujah. Who do you flock to? Who do you run with? Glory to God. Oh, my, my, my. There's an old saying in our country, in our nation, the United States of America, that says the birds of the feathers flock together. That means hawks don't fly with robins. Robins don't fly with sparrows. They fly with their own kind. Who do you walk with? Glory to God. I'd rather walk alone and have no friend at all than to walk with the carnal. Hallelujah. To walk and, and cling with the world. Lord. Oh, my, my, my. There is no fellowship. The Word of God says, Is your mind renewed that light hath no fellowship with darkness? We have no common ground. I can only witness that the lost must get saved. I, I have no basis of being close and equal. I cannot be equally yoked with them. The Word of God says that the believer is forbidden to be yoked with an unbeliever. We cannot yoke ourselves. We can witness to the lost. We can testify to the lost. We can shine our light, but we cannot get in close fellowship with them because of the difference in who they serve and who we serve. There's two different fathers. We're not of the same body. Hallelujah. Someone needs to hear this. And I commission you that if you think anything different, you're thinking against Christ's word because the word of God says, separate yourself from the world. Come out from amongst them and touch not the unclean thing. Glory to God. It's all over the Bible. So I hope you hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Get rid of your carnal mind who will justify. The carnal mind justifies sin. Waters down the word of God. Causes us to compromise. Cause the carnal mind causes us to think about us. Be selfish and try and make a doctrine that is convenient. It has happened, has it not? Oh, let this mind be in me, Jesus, that was in Christ Jesus. Oh, through the power of the shedding of his blood. Let us walk honestly in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness. Not in chambering or wantonness. Not in strife and envying. Hallelujah. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to be fulfilled in the lust thereof. Do you hear the word of the Lord today? Do you understand what the Spirit is saying? We must overcome the carnal mind in order to know 
the will of our God. Hallelujah. We must run to the cross. Paul said in Philippians 3, 7 and 8, But what things are gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Galatians 5, 24 and 5 inspires me. Let it inspire you. It says, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts thereof. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Boy, that's a powerful statement. That is how God judges who is in Him and who is not in Him. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Oh, if we're in Christ, then we must allow the crucifixion of the flesh and the affections of the flesh and the lusts of the flesh. That is how we overcome the carnal mind. And then we must strive to live in the Spirit. So also let us walk in the Spirit. That means we live it, church. We must live it. The carnal mind will cause you to live in the flesh not in the spirit. We need, to, we need to recognize the power again of Paul's words in Romans chapter 8 when he said the carnal mind is an enemy to God. So whatever is an enemy to my God must be directly an enemy of me. An enemy of God needs to be our enemy. Amen? Because the carnal mind in me is going to fight against my God's will. And if I truly walk in the Spirit, then the will of my Father is priority in my life. And I must, I must be sober in my mind. I must be awake in my mind. I must be careful who I listen to, who I fellowship with. Oh, I must be careful not to feed the carnal mind, but to meditate day and night on the Word of God. Church, I encourage you in the closing of this broadcast to allow the Holy Spirit to come. As it says in Psalms 27, beautiful psalm, I encourage you to go home and read it. One of the verses there say that we need to, David cried out, Lord, try the reins of my heart. Look within me deeply. See who I am. See where I'm at. Lord, search me out. In other words, David was saying, show me. Show me everything that's in my heart that's flesh. Show me what I seek after. Show me the, the, uh, my own heart. Expose it to me, God. Lord, I ask you right now to touch all the believers that have listened today. I pray, Lord God, that this teaching that is really basic, we're taught this when we're first born again. But oh, how quickly we forget the importance of it. Lord, I pray that you will minister to the believers today, that you will prick their heart and allow you to examine them to see if they're still in the faith, if they're really pressing to walk in the Spirit. Lord, we cannot straddle the fence. We don't want to be double-minded, one day in the flesh, one day in the Spirit. One day in the flesh, one day in the Spirit. We want to be striving to walk in the Spirit 24 hours a day. We want to come to that place that Apostle Paul came to when he said, I am crucified in Christ. He said, it's been done. Glory to God. He yielded his mind, his soul, his body, and his human spirit 
to the will of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit of Jesus always leads us to Jesus. He is the power here that lives within us that can, as we submit our will and every member under righteousness, he conforms us into the image of Christ and this is the will of the Father. Then we perform the true will of the Father. The true will of the Father for every believer is that we deny ourselves and Jesus Christ is able to be seen. He is able to live. He is able to think through us, speak through us, respond through us, and do the work of the Father here on earth. Father, we thank you. I pray the sick be healed. I pray the blind eyes open. I pray the deaf ears open, hallelujah, just by the power of the word of God that has been spoken into the atmosphere around the world. We give you praise, Jesus. Remember, you'll be back next week, Lord willing, on the I believe in Jesus. And remember, Jesus is who he says he is. He is the Savior of the world, the healer. And he is about to return, and everything in the word of God shall be fulfilled. He is the great I am. He is your answer. He is your source for all things. He can and does the impossible. God bless you. Until next week, pray more, read the Bible more, and do the word.